what's up hybrids welcome back to another episode of the phantom hybrid podcast this is hanako and i am here with anthony Lori, and mike and we are discussing episode three of hawkeye so we didn't get a chance to have Lori on the first episode where we discussed hawkeye because it was thanksgiving weekend she was doing family stuff so she's here so real briefly Lori, I want to hear your thoughts on the first two episodes of Hawkeye. Okay, I watched them over the weekend, and I really thought that uh, Jeremy Rimmer sort of just uh, phoned it in the first two episodes. I was really bored by him. Uh, the girl playing Kate Bishop, I liked the stuff with her as a kid. Uh, I love the tracksuit mafia. I, I thought it was really whiny for a while. Uh, it got better. Uh, once they sort of gave us some parameters of where she is and how she became and what she's doing. Um, I'm sort of in the middle, but this current episode was a lot better for me, Okay, but I just thought it was okay. Okay. So just to kind of recap, Mike loved it. Anthony was kind of like you. Uh, he was like, it was okay. Now Mike did have the same comment as you about Jeremy Renner's performance. He was like, yeah, I kind of feel like he wasn't there. I had a different take on it because I kind of felt like he was doing what the character was doing. Like we have to remember Clint is post in game post losing his best friend. He just got his kids and wife back after, you know, they've been gone for five years. He's dealing with PTSD. He's dealing with hearing loss now. And I think he's just kind of in this shell shock stage right now. So that's kind of how I took it in that first episode. Like it wasn't necessarily Jeremy Renner, but that's how Clint is right now because Clint is still trying to wrap his brain around everything that happened. Um, the guys loved Kate Bishop. I, at, at the current moment, do not. She, uh, <laughs> and you will hear. I don't think I said, I, I don't think I said love. Well, you, she, no. said, she was fine. Okay. <laughs> She's fine. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, not a fan. Not a fan. I liked her for what she was. I mean, she was a college student and she acted like a college student. She was rich and privileged. She acted rich and privileged. And she was well-trained in a lot of certain things. And she fought like she was well-trained in certain things. So, I mean, she pretty much checked all the boxes. I wasn't expecting her to be like mature beyond her years. I expected her to kind of be like that, just kind of spoiled and, and like privileged and like entitled but still wanting to be something different. So I could see that. I understand your point of view, and I agree. She got on my nerves a lot too, but it's like, I just kind of expected it. I was like, okay, that's who she is. Let's go. Yeah, no, I finished editing that episode today and it's posted now, but listening to it, I can not do anything but laugh because I think I probably should do a drinking game on how many times I said she irritated me or she bothered me. I think we could look, man. I got to work tomorrow. We can't be doing all that. I I can't. I can't be messed up like that. That's a lot. I know. So let's get into this third episode. So I love the way the third episode started out because we got to see a little bit of background on Miss Maya Lopez, aka Echo. And we start out with her as a little girl, you know, sitting in the classroom and she's there. And at first I, I couldn't quite, I was trying to figure out if this, and I do this every time there's a character like this on TV, like when they actually put us in the mind or in the headspace of the character. So she's deaf. So they actually brought us into the episode, not being able to hear anything because we were experiencing the world 
through her eyes. So at first I was kind of confused. And then I was like, when I saw her face, I was like, oh, because I thought it was Kate at first in the classroom because, you know, we see the little pigtails just from behind. So when we turn around and I see her face, I'm like, that's not Kate. I said, that's got to be Echo. And so we get to see a little bit of her background, her as a deaf student in a classroom where, you know, I think it was obvious the kids and the teacher didn't know that she was deaf, right? No, Did I think the teacher knew because she, the teacher, when she walked up to her desk, she like got her attention by tapping on her book. So she knew that she was hard of hearing. And she says something about her interpreter, like saying, I'm going to have to get your interpreter or I'm going to have to move you to a more specialized class. Okay. Then she noticed that she had been writing in her book and was, and was doing good. So she was like, okay, whatever. And walked back to teach the class. Okay. But yeah, so we basically get to see her experience what most young kids in that situation would, you know, she can't hear her classmates, she can't speak. So um, you see a conversation with her and her father, I'm assuming that, you know, where she's talking about, I thought we were going to send me to a deaf school and her father's telling her, no, this is better for you. You'll learn more and you'll, it'll help you understand the world more. You know, you need to learn how to go between two worlds. Then we get to see her get a little bit older we see her taking martial arts classes. And then we find out also here that she is an amputee. She has a prosthetic. So she's not only having to learn how to live with her deafness, but she's also having to maneuver walking with a prosthetic. And, you know, she's a little kid. We know kids can be mean, but thankfully we didn't see any of that typical bullying of the kid in this episode. So um, hey, um, back, back to the conversation she had with her father. Mm-hmm. The what happened with Shang Chi doesn't that kind of give a different context to our dragons real? Yeah, he's like, well, right? They, they maybe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how about yeah? They yeah. they are because he did say something about maybe they exist in another world, mm-hmm. and then she was like, well, what about if they come here? Like, well, about that. About that. <laughs> right. But of course, that took place in like 2007. So this is way before Shang-Chi. Um, so then we see her as an adult and she was in a boxing ring training. Now I will say that girl, she got some skills because I was like, oh, dude, she's about to land you on your ass. <laughs> so we see her leave the boxing ring. She comes back to her father's, I guess, is garage and there's a commotion. You see bodies flying. You see, you know, blood splattering on the windows. And then you see a hooded figure with the sword killing folks. And I was like, oh, hi, Ronan. We skipped a very important part. And I'm not going to let you skip by it. Okay. After the classroom scene, we went to the judo scene where she was learning karate. Mm-hmm. And her dad said she had to go. But oh. her uncle would take her home. Yes. Now, as I recall yesterday... Someone in this podcast um, suggested that Echo would be connected with a certain um, Mr. Fisk. You did. And then lo and behold, there's a very nicely dressed large gentleman who grabs her by her cheek and laughs. And I'm like... I knew that voice. It <laughs> sounded like Vince's not It was 100%. Mm-hmm. Just, it, it sounded like... It did. confirmed! Mike wins again! When I saw it, I was like... Is that him? And then when he did that laugh, and did he say something or was it just the laugh? Oh, he just laughed. Okay. But yeah, I was like, oh, wait, did that? Uh, are they, what? I was like, oh yeah, Mike's going to be talking about this one tonight. 
I, I saw that as soon I was watching it at work. And when I saw that, I was like, yes, I knew it. But I mean, it's kind of a foregone conclusion because like I said in our last episode, Echo is directly linked to Kingpin. Mm-hmm. Like if Echo is going to be in there, there's literally a 100% chance that Kingpin is going to show up at some point. There's no way that he was not going to show up. I mean, that because because but, but let's let's not let's not jump the gun. You know, let's 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 rein our horses in. Oh wait, nope. uh-uh. there's nope. a way we can nope. confirm this, Michael. Did you go look at IMDb yet? I'd not look at IMDb. As a matter of fact, <laughs> I can go look right now. Go look right now. No, because we know that Vincent D'Onofrio is going to be in the MCU, right? So yes. it's not the stretch to go ahead and put him in the show, but that doesn't mean all those other people that you listed are going to show up. You know Let's what? Just We're confirm everybody. He still has. Oh, three. oh, I'm, I'm, I am full of theories now. I got, I got like five more theories after that. I'm, I, my confidence is high right now. I'm, I literally think, shoot, I think that the little black boy doing karate is Luke Cage. I am all in on every last one of my theories. I'm going full bore on everything right now. I don't care. Look, this is what happens when I'm right about things. When I'm right about one thing, I just like go off and just. Um, so what we need to do is we need to make a checklist for my like all of my experience and then as they come we can like check them or we can x them. nope and i think i feel a That's little it. more comfortable with hey. it with doing it now because as we've seen as the marvel shows keep coming we're starting to see them pull and i remember way back in was it wandavision when Anthony was like, they are not going to do anything that's going to make these TV products connect to the movies because the people who are movie fans will watch the shows, but the people who watch the shows aren't necessarily going to be the movie fans. That's that's not exactly what I said. Uh, (laughs) I said, they're not going to do anything so drastic as to have to have people watch the shows in order to understand what's going on in the movies. But now they do. I mean, especially with Loki, like you have to now. Well, not not necessarily because yes, they you kill. Do. Yes, you do. Loki broke the movie. <laughs> We're, We're not going to do this, this right now. Again. No. We're not going to. Okay, we're we're gonna focus. We're gonna focus. (laughs) We're gonna focus. No, we're not. We're going full bore on this. And FYI, (laughs) no, Vincent D'Onofrio is not listed anywhere on IMDb. Doesn't mean it was him. Doesn't mean it wasn't him. But in my mind, in my perfect in my perfect world right now, it's one hundred percent him. They might as well just show his face and got it over with. Okay, so we'll we'll just go with that. We'll go with that. Um. So let's see. Let's talk. So since we started with Ms. Maya Lopez, let's go into the current day where they have Hawkeye and Kate strapped to these, uh, what is it, the little grocery store um, rides, the little horsey, you stick a quarter in and get you a ride. Apparently they've been on these things for a while because they both look very irritated with their circumstances right now. And of course, that's hilarious. Uh, Clint is really irritated because Kate is like, yeah, I was coming in here. You look like you needed my help. And I, I was coming to help you. And he was like, I was just about to clear your name from uh, the Ronin suit. And she's like, oh, he's like, yeah. I was like, oh, here she goes messing stuff up again. But I will say I watched this episode and she didn't annoy me as much. And my oldest daughter was downstairs with me um, tonight because my younger daughter was using the office to do her class so 
Michaela is not really into like the Marvel stuff. She's not into superheroes, but she sat downstairs and she watched it with me. And she was like, you know, the reason why she didn't bother you this much? She said, because his hearing aid was not in his ears. So you couldn't hear her just like he couldn't hear. Her. I said, oh, is that what it was? I couldn't really hear her. So she didn't irritate me as much. But no, even, even with the hearing aid in and the stuff that we could hear that he couldn't, she wasn't as bad in this episode. You know, it's kind of like, I feel like her being in that situation at the beginning. And then of course you've got the guns and everything. She's just kind of like, okay. Um, yeah, I'm finding myself in these situations a lot in the last couple of days. So maybe I just need to kind of chill. Now she didn't chill all the way, but she was a little bit more um, manageable, I think is the word. <laughs> so, but um I don't know if I will go so far as to say that she's like the best archer in the world, but she showed her skills. I was, I was impressed with her in this episode. She still didn't beat Hawkeye because he was a badass in this episode. He showed us why he was a badass and he showed why he was one of my favorite characters. Because again, I was like, look at the skills, look at his archery skills. I mean, he got out of the little trap. He fought the people, he evaded them. And then when Echo started fighting, I was like, oh, this is going to be good and falling backwards he shot an arrow through the masking tape on her arm that was impressive i was like okay that's that's skilled yeah i mean just the way and and you know we've talked about movies and tv shows enough everybody knows i like gunslingers and i like archers and again one of the reasons why i like hawkeye's character i just love the way he moves with the bow and arrow like when he was fighting you know the tracksuit uh what are that mafia. mafia yeah when he was fighting them just the way he's you know grabbing the bow and he's just shooting off and it i mean it just flowed so smoothly i was like this is why he is hawkeye i loved it 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 made me um miss arrow for one hot minute um, mainly because my disappointment with Arrow is that even though he did a few trick shots, he did mostly fighting. And I always thought that when you're an archer based character, your main thing should be your archery. So I really enjoyed it. The other thing that I did enjoy more about Kate this episode is it's not that she was less whiny. I think that they showed the character really understanding that she really is in some deep trouble and that it might be, um, you know, good for her to keep her mouth yeah. shut a little bit. So I, I like that part. Yeah. And and we got to see a little bit of her, like, okay, yes, her character is a college student. She's spoiled. She's entitled, whatever. Okay. The whole college student excuse doesn't fly with me because my daughter's 23. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. I, and I have two girls, you know, in that age range. My oldest daughter is 25. I'm like, yeah. They never do stupid stuff like that. So the college excuse, we're not gonna, we're not gonna fly with that. But she has a lot of no, other no, stuff. no. They may have done some stupid stuff. You don't know anything about it. Yeah, everybody knows about her stupid stuff. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> That's my point exactly. Like she just, again, she's chaotic. But in this episode, we also saw that she can focus and she can get the job done when she needs to. And then she also has a heart, you know, the whole thing with the conversation with um, Nathaniel, when Clint couldn't hear 
what Nathaniel was saying to him. And she was kind of writing it down for him so that he could have this conversation with his son. I, that kind of made me, you know, more endeared to her character because I was like, she doesn't really have to do that. It's like, that was the one time that she really paid attention to, oh my God, he really can't hear. And this is bothering him because the whole car chase, she's sitting there talking to him about the arrows and stuff. And my daughter was like, what part of, I can't hear you, does she not understand? And like I told her, I said, well, we have to look at it this way. For us, Clint's deafness is a new thing. And I think for him as well, it might be a newish thing. Now, my younger daughter says that for some people, it's always been assumed that Clint was deaf in the MCU. He just didn't wear a hearing aid. And I'm like, okay, I could kind of see that. But didn't Clint wear like comms? Yeah, he, he had comms on. That. Yeah. So, I, so, and then, of course, with the flashbacks that we saw in the second episode where she asked him how he lost his hearing and you see the flashbacks from specific movies and he's like, could have been anything. I think that this deafness is a new thing for him. So it's kind of like, okay, she's not thinking about it either because nobody knows that Hawkeye is deaf or hard of hearing as he says, he, he you know, he has hearing loss, he's not deaf. But um, so to see her be able to like translate that conversation for him and just kind of, I think that, kind of showed her the weight of what he was dealing with because she was all goofy and stuff and like I said in the last episode you know he told her not to call him unless it was an emergency and she's texting him do you miss me and all this childish stuff I think in this episode you got to see okay you know what I need to be a little bit more mature because this man is giving up a lot of stuff to help me get out of the mess that I put myself in. And granted, she didn't do it on purpose. I will acknowledge that. She didn't take the suit on purpose. Like she didn't take the suit saying, oh, I'm going to be Ronan. She was just trying to keep people from knowing she was down in their auction. And it just kind of spiraled out of control. So I think this episode really showed her just kind of taking stock of, okay, you know what? Like Lori said, I'm in some deep shit. Maybe I need to focus and be a little bit more serious so that I can get out of this trouble and this man can go back to his family and not be disappointed. Because when he was talking to Nathaniel, I was about to cry because you could see it in his face. You could hear it in his voice that he would rather be where his children are as opposed to in that apartment. You know? I thought her conversation with the tracksuit mafia guy about... Wait, this was our second conversation about dragons. I know. Imagine dragons. I, I don't think it's a coincidence. I don't have a theory. I'm yes, not trying do. to see yes, any of Mike's theories. I really don't. Yes, but yeah, do. again, we're talking about dragons again. Just saying. But it was, a, it was an interesting conversation. It was funny. It was funny because here you are. You're supposed to be one of the bad men that's holding them hostage and you're having a conversation with your girlfriend she was like you good she's the only person who asked him if he was okay <laughs> like when she said you good he turned to look at the other people they're playing cards they're walking around nobody's paying him any attention and it was so funny because he was like so i bought these imagine dragons tickets for my girlfriend right and he starts going into the whole story she was like you both are in the wrong you both need to apologize you know you're you, you, you gotta get this done and and he's just like oh okay and hawkeye's looking at her like really and she's like you gotta build some trust 
that conversation had me rolling because I was like, was he's awesome. listening to a little girl tell him about his relationship. And at the same time, like you're supposed to be mean to her because y'all are holding her hostage. And when she asks about you, you're just like, man, she cares about me more than y'all. Yeah, let me tell you what happened. That that conversation was so funny. It was. Um, but the other thing that I like about the tracksuit mafia, and we, I think we talked about this in the last episode. So they're supposed to be like this big, dangerous gang, right? And they are full of buffoons. It is just so funny to me that like, it reminds me of, so my girls have me watching this K-drama right now called Vincenzo. And it's about a Korean guy who was raised by the leader of an Italian mafia. And he's the consigliere for this mafia. Anyway, some of the people that he deals with in this show, like there's a intelligence agent and a couple of other people who have experienced fighting, but they play dumb. It's so weird because I'm like, how am I supposed to take this seriously when you have these clowns over here acting? But I felt the same way watching this, you know, these tracksuit mafia guys. It's like, you guys don't seem to be scary. Like, this is Hawkeye. He fought with the Avengers. He fought off the Chitari. He fought against Thanos. Like, how am I supposed to believe that y'all are a real threat to him? Now, Maya, on the other hand, that girl yeah. is dangerous. And she- I think I think the tracksuit mafia is a caricature, just like Jacques. Um, Jack <laughs> Duquesne. I'm sorry, Jack Duquesne. They are, they're, they're just... They're, they're henchmen. It's just like the hand, and it's just like the Foot Clan in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It's just like putties in Brian Morphin Power Rangers. It's like they're all just there to take punches and fall down dramatically. That's all they're there for, basically. And it's like, also, I was thinking after we finished talking about Jack and Jacques or whatever about Swordsman, I was thinking about, uh, I, I, I reminded me of. Yeah, I know y'all remember Tennessee Tuxedo. He's like a, it's like it was like a cartoon back in the day that came on after school, and it's like they had someone on there called Savoir Faire. It's like he used to say Savoir Faire is everywhere, and like he was like they always they're always chasing and stuff. I do remember that. That's what that's what Jacques Dufresne reminds me of. It's like I feel like he's just gonna like start twirling his mustache and like doing like weird stuff with a saber. And his mustache bothers me. His mustache bothers everybody. <laughs> it's like I've I've listened to. It's like everything I've seen about episodes one and two. Everybody talks about his mustache. They were like, "That is a that is a terrible mustache." I think someone said it's like it's looking through my soul. Like it had a mind of its own. It's like the more I look at him, I'm like. Yeah, it kind of does, doesn't it? It's like it kind of shifts when you look at it too long. It like goes to the left and to the right. And you're like, ah. It's, it's like one of those things you look at. It. It's um, I'm trying to remember what was it? Oh, um, Robin Hood men in tights. You remember the <laughs> sheriff of Rottingham oh and his mold that kept moving? I kind of feel like that about his mustache. Like I'm expecting that shit to move any minute. <laughs> I feel like it's not actually his real mustache. Like it's just there for show but it's so creepy like what episode is going to be upside down one episode is going to be like on his beard on his chin instead of his lip it's just going to be like moving around like ray j's hat (laughs) 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 oh man why you got to bring ray j it's the same thing (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm glad y'all got it because I stopped. I was like, I don't know if they're gonna. Yeah, they'll, they'll get it. They're gonna get it. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh man. Okay. So now, one thing I I do want to say about this fight between Clint and Maya. I don't know if it was just to show us that Maya was a more superior fighter or if it was supposed to give us a chance to like really focus on Clint's archery skills. But when she was fighting, I felt like he wasn't trying to fight her back. It wasn't. He wasn't. Like, okay. He wasn't. <laughs> when you, when you yeah. think about what he did as Ronan yeah. and having to be the person to take down Natalie, you, you know his skills are pretty high. Yeah, right, yeah, right. And you know, he you can tell he's, it, I don't want to say he was throwing punches, but he just wasn't on offense. I like felt like he was holding was. back, yeah. He, and, he was and definitely was on real, defense the whole time. Yeah, it was really weird. But then once he got the bow and arrows, I was like, oh, this is the Clint I remember. Because he was like, you know, I'm sitting here watching it in the background when he jumps over the little balcony and he's he's literally flying through the air and he shoots and like you said he frees kate and then he starts shooting hoo, 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 i mean just the it's like poetry in motion watching him with that bow and arrow and i was like this is the clint i remember what was that he was doing before and i was like okay he's holding back his punches and i was just trying to figure i was like okay so does he know who maya is or why she's looking for the ronin i mean obviously she's looking for him because ronin probably killed somebody close to her I'm sure he figured that much out, but I'm just wondering, like, is he aware of who she is, especially with her uncle? Like, does he know? No, because he said there has to be someone above her. Like, he doesn't know who it is. Okay, well, first of all, a quick little comic book background on Maya Lopez. She's Native American. Her father, who was killed, is Charlie Whitehorse, and she is uh, a death. She's also a genius, but she also... Uh, is uh, primarily a daredevil character Mm -hmm. villain and she also is a member of the hand and she also at one point in time joins the uh, Avengers her uncle is also a daredevil uh, and Spider-Man villain and he basically raises her until she realizes that something with him isn't right they go back and forth they have this huge long history uh, in the comic book, her her costume is basically uh, like a ninja costume, but she has a signature uh, white handprint across her face, sort of like the same we saw on the episode with her her father going across, only okay. it's white, not red. She has a love affair with Daredevil that's very, very complicated, and she actually gets kind of miffed at him at one point, and they break up because she finds out that he's dating someone who's actually blind also, and that sort of makes her very upset because she thinks that, well, am I not enough? She goes crazy. She dies a few times, and basically, she's now on the side of angels. How's that like? Very nice. Did you, you, you mentioned the fact that she actually was actually running for a minute? Yes. Oh, no, 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 you're right. Yes, she was running okay. for a while. Yes. yes. So, <clears throat> I have a theory. <clears throat> so, now we now we go and we're all seeing the scenes where she comes in and she sees Ronan beating everybody up. Now, I'm working under the premise that I'm right about Uncle being Uncle Wilson Fisk. Mm-hmm. So, we know that Wilson Fisk is someone who doesn't take treachery, or if he's if he's in doubt about you. Like, or if he thinks something's wrong, he takes care of it, takes uh-huh. care of things, right? So what I'm thinking is 
from what it's showing, it's happened. This would have had everything happens after the Netflix series would have happened. Like all this is post that because it's after the blip and everything. So it's after the blip. Ronan is already like doing his thing. Maybe he's already gone to Japan. Wilson suspects her father of doing something shady. So he's like, well, man, I probably need to get taken care of, but I don't want it coming back to me. I could use Ronan, but I don't know who he is. Mm-hmm. But I do know somebody who is an expert killer, doesn't miss. This is probably my wildest theory ever. I think that he got Bullseye to dress up as Ronan and kill her father. Stop that face, Anthony. Oh, but I like that though. I mean, I, like I mean, that. it's like it, it's like because Ronan was probably when you think about it, it's like it could, he could be. It's like it, how hard would it be to get a black suit that looks like Ronan for Wilson Fisk? Not hard at all. How hard would it be for him to get the weapons that he uses? Again, not hard at all. He's Wilson Fisk. He can get whatever the hell he wants, to, whatever the hell he needs to get. So all the alley has to do is is get Bullseye out out of jail, convince him that you know all's forgiven. I need your help on do something, and da da da. So he does it. What you think about that theory, it's, Anthony? It's a theory. <laughs> it's, a, it's a theory. I mean, it's, it's it's wild, but it's like it's it's something that just kind of occurred to me. I was just like, you know, I mean, it could be, it could not be, mm-hmm. but it just kind of made sense. Like if. If Clint didn't remember her right off, like if he didn't like see her out the corner of his eye, because Clint has a pretty good memory. Clint mm-hmm. doesn't forget forget things easily. If he if she if he she was there at any point, he would have noticed her. That's what I, I thought think. too. When we when we saw that flashback of him fighting everyone and when he stabs her father, he runs out and she literally runs in right behind him. Like he's still in the building when she runs mm-hmm. into her father so i thought that was weird well, i thought he I was, was like, he was jumping he was jumping out the window when she ran in was he probably yeah. so well yes. he, he he stabbed her father then he dashed off screen wherever he went he okay. dashed off screen went somewhere else but i wonder but i'm yeah, just saying so i'm just i was like i thought about it. i was like oh, so did he just ignore her or you know and i'm okay i have it in the background so he just he's stabbing the people she's coming in the building and um oh here's the thing okay so this is the thing she kicked the door in in order Mm -hmm. to get in because it was locked you know he had to have heard that i mean i know he was in there like killing other people and throwing He's, he's also hard of hearing well we don't know if he is at that point because again, is. think about it. In game, think about it. In game, we didn't see him with a hearing aid, and he didn't have a hearing aid, but he could hear what everybody was saying around him. So I don't think his hearing loss was that severe during that time. I mean, he did have comms in though. Yeah. So and like I said, the whole the whole of Endgame took place after his time as Ronan because Natasha had already found him brought him back because she right. was like we have a way to bring in everybody back you never see him with a hearing aid in endgame and he's having conversations with everybody with no problems so see yeah. see mike you have me freeze frame me this is what i don't <laughs> like i'm stopping yes! right now yes! no no i'm not gonna do this <laughs> this is awesome see ladies and gentlemen you're witnessing history right now he said he would never do this and he's doing it right now but See, this is all because, because you're Thank wrong. You this is not. This is this is not bullseye. 
You know, you know, you know. I I'm gonna have to side with Anthony on this one. I I don't think it's bullseye either. I I think that it's gonna probably fall in, which I'm not saying. I think it's gonna fall in line more along with the comic book uh, background from her side. I also think that if they were gonna have bullseye. Uh, in this, in that type of capacity, I think that they would have shown us a scene where he's either removing a hood or he's taking off of a a domino mask or something because that would be a whole new dynamic. But see, you have to watch the Netflix series in order to really get the gist of some of these shows like the the Daredevil season three, uh, a little bit of Iron Fist, you know, Jessica Jones. You have to watch those to get a mindset because where Wilson Fisk is in those series and where he is now is really, really different because a lot has happened to him, especially in the Daredevil season three that would affect this because Echo is one of those characters where she's pretty high up there as far as villain slash turn hero slash villain turn slash hero again, um, enough that if they do follow through, you would see him on screen. That that's just okay. If not him, then how about it being um, Jack? He's a swordsman. Yeah, no, no, no. Because there is a was it was it Jack of Hearts? Yeah, there is a Marvel character called Jack of Hearts who is uh, proficient in weapons. No, I'm, talking, I'm talking about Jack. Swords, I'm, talking so about, about I'm talking about Jack. Jack Oh, there well, was. the only thing okay. the only thing I would say, Mike, is I can't tell if that's his sword or not he actually looks like a regular katana it doesn't look like that's a, that's, that's okay keep rewind it and freeze frame it again and look close i'm done i'm done i'm done we need to move on we need to move on we need to move on i'm done i'm not freeze framing anymore <laughs> this is not fair no not oh, fair not at all fair. I literally just gave a theory. I didn't encourage you. I just said what I thought. It's a theory. That's right. It was a theory. It was 100% a theory. I admit it. (sighs) That was awesome. Um, Clint trying to show Echo that he does not know as much sign language as she thinks he does, saying, more cookies, please. (laughs) That was awesome. That was funny as shit. Yeah, because that's just just like knowing just enough Spanish to get out of the airport in Mexico. You're like, donde esta el hotel? That's basically what it is. And she, the way she rolled her eyes at him was like, oh, God. Yeah, because she's, what, what, what was it that she said? You rely too much on technology, talking about his hearing right. aid. You know. Hey, in Eternals, didn't Icarus make the same mistake when he was trying to speak the language to uh, Cersei? Yes, yes. Did he, he say something about cookies too? I think so. I don't know. What is about cookies? I can't remember what he said, but you're right. Yeah, he yeah he said something that was just ridiculous. He, yeah, he mistranslated something. So yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Something about cookies in the MCU, Maybe. <laughs> like dragons. Yeah, you know, I'm starting to think that you might have a point about the dragons, but I'm almost scared to go there because then then nothing's gonna happen. We're gonna be like, <sighs> you know what? <laughs> Then we're going to be like you, just not theorizing and I will will never, I will never, I will always expose and theorize and throw my platitudes out there because I am not afraid. I I hate to go back. I hate to go back to dragons, but Mike, you missed a perfect opportunity to bring in Danny Rand. Of course, another dragon. You're right. You're you're 100% right. I should have. 
Yep. So Danny Rand confirmed. I am fierce confirmed, which confirms Luke Cage. Luke Cage has a little boy who got who got thrown down. Yes, it's everybody's in it. We just gotta find Jessica Jones now. Right. Well, you know, I mean, there's rumors out there that they're bringing these people into the MCU into the Um, fold. Yeah. Yeah. That I mean, that would be great. That would give us maybe another ten years worth of MCU movies, which I I wouldn't complain about. No, not at all. This would be awesome. But they have to do it right, though. They have to have Luke and Jessica married, and they have to have the kid. So, you know, if you're going to do it, do it the right way. Well, see, if they do it that way, then they have to do Dark Avengers first. True, and then they would also have to make sure that Luke is the leader of the Avengers, We're spiraling too. out right. of control. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> this is how... This is, what, no, where this the, is how things where go. the TBA I mean, and, and, and the timeline is starting to break. We're going into all yeah. these different things. So, yes, yeah, yeah, we're all variants here, except for Anthony is that is actually here to shock us back in the, um, the sacred timeline. That's right. <laughs> Before we go out of a, a 47, we need to get everything straight <laughs> so we don't cross the threshold. Yeah, I got you. Yes, let's not do that. Um, I expect Clint to have better skills at hot wiring a car. Then he did in this episode. That took way too long. Way too long. For everything that yeah. they just did, he should have just took the the cherry red, beautiful, beautiful. <sighs> if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, um Lori, didn't he have a car like that in the comics? Yes. Who Hawkeye? Yes. Similar that's, similar. That's, that's what was different yeah. about that. Yeah. Okay. Like, like there there was a car like almost almost exactly like that 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 he mm. drove. Okay. But I mean the amount of disrespect shown to the to the Chrysler New Yorker, one of the things that rivaled Cadillac back in the day, that was a glorious, long, beautiful brown car. And y'all are gonna, and they're like, no, man, let's get this piece, let's get this piece of crap. No, we can't, we can't, we can't do anything with that beautiful car. Let's get this piece of crap. That was a gorgeous, well-made car. I would drive that. Not car only that, that was a gorgeous, well-made scene. That whole scene in the car. With the three hundred and sixty yeah. camera um, angles, and that was mm-hmm. beautiful. I was going to say that, this. A... This is about one of the best car chase scenes I've yes. ever seen. I mean, awesome. it, it, if it doesn't go on like a top ten list, there's something yeah. wrong. It's it's, it's clearly, dope. clearly an, an epic car chase. It scene. was, and also that's the that's the second one shot scene that they've done in three episodes in this show because the first one was when the Chitari were were um were invading that was a one-shot scene where where she was walking down the steps and explosion around and that was that that was all done in one okay. shot like a lot of that was done in one shot and this car scene like a lot of the first part of it was done in one shot so they're kind of I mean, their cinematography is on point i'm really enjoying i'm really enjoying how they're shooting yeah this. and anthony you were right that is the same penthouse oh it was yeah because when they go to the penthouse at the end, they actually show that shot of the staircase coming down right before you see them come off the elevator. I was like, oh, that is the same penthouse. It's the very, you know, same window that she was coming down mm-hmm. when um, the Chitari were attacking. So, yeah, it is the same place. So, I guess they rebuilt it. I mean, me, I wouldn't have wanted to stay there after a hole was put in and my husband was killed in that quote-unquote attack. But, you know. Unless, I mean, unless, she built, you know, she rebuilt clock towers, so and bell towers, so yeah, but she didn't catch the hole in the roof. Well, yeah, 
I was going to say. I mean, if her husband was killed, it's one thing. If she killed her husband, it's different. I know. Still, that's just I, that's just weird to me. But I mean, we'll get into her another time because thankfully we didn't have to deal with Mama and the weird fiance in this episode. But let's talk about this car chase because okay, we talk about the camera shots and the three sixty one shot. Um, I like Clint's arrows, like. All of his arrows in the MCU while he was fighting, they're all like serious stuff. To see this purple ooze or purple Play-Doh, like she said, I was like, <laughs> this is so weird. But I like it because, again, one of the things I like about Clint's character is that I feel like he has a very dry sense of humor. Like he's not that he doesn't go for that obvious joke or that obvious ha ha booming laugh. He like tells things very dry. And it's very funny. And I just feel like those arrows, you know, him trying to go through the arrows when she he was like, okay, no, not that one. No, nothing too dangerous. She was like, um, excuse me, what do you mean nothing too dangerous? Oh, no, not this one either. And, and he's driving and weaving in and out of traffic the whole time. But he's worried about his precious arrows that he doesn't want her to shoot because they may be too dangerous for her. Because again, at this point, he hasn't really seen as much of her archery skills as we've seen of his. So him going through I'm like you. I thought that was funny. Pulling out. Not this one. Not this one. Nope. Definitely loved not it. this one. I loved it. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. And then she's sitting there. She's fussing. She was like, what's the purpose of a plunger arrow? Like, I was sitting there looking too like, yeah, what is the purpose of that? And then when he used it to stick on the train, I was like, oh, that's what that's for. You know, it was like, he has a suction cup at the end. But I mean, his arrows, he's got, you know, she shoots one that puts out like this purple gas or this purple smoke and the other one that you know oh can we talk okay the pim arrow yeah i caught that i was like man what? yes sir i rewound that i was like hold up my daughter said it says pym i said i said what are you doing with the pim arrow and i was getting mad at first but then i had to say i said hold up hanako Hank Pym in the MCU is different from Hank Pym in the what if. He wasn't trying to kill the other. <laughs> <laughs> I had to get out of that headspace because I'm still in my fuck Hank Pym mode right now. And I'm looking at the arrow. I was like, what the fuck? I was like, oh, wait. Hank Pym was actually a decent person. And okay, okay. He wasn't trying to kill all the Avengers. Okay. Because I was about to be triggered. <laughs> but this shot where he's instructing her he's telling her you know to aim high and she shoots this arrow and then he shoots his pim arrow and it hits her arrow tilts it and it expands i was like what and by the time it hits the s uh the svu it's like <laughs> suv oh uh, what did i say it's <laughs> we do it all the time in this household because we, we watch that show and yeah. oh, so it went by the time it hits the suv this thing is like 20 feet tall and about 10 feet wide. I was like, wait, what? Then I was like, oh, it has the same, uh, you know, features. The pin particles. Like, yeah, the pin particles. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, that's cool. And I know they're all sitting there like, what the hell just hit us? What's going on? Like, <laughs> they just had arrows. And so, and then, you know, at the end, when they have to jump off the bridge and they both do that turn and grab the arrow, I thought that that was really cool because we have to remember that was what she remembers of him. Like, that's the whole thing that he was doing when she saw him like, okay, I need a bow and arrow. And when he became her mm -hmm. hero was when he was 
jumping off of that building, shooting at Chitari. And then, you know, he has his little grappling hook arrow and he swings under. So the fact that she got to do that with him was really cool. I, I appreciated that moment. I was like, oh, this is, that's one of those moments where it's like, you know, I would excuse the overexcited college person. Like, oh my God, did you see that? Yeah, I would totally expect it for that scene because it was a cool scene. Like, how often do you get to do a move like that with the person that you idolize or that you think of as your hero? So I thought that was right. cool. And then the scene in the train where she's telling him, probably go feed the dog. He's been cooped up all day and he can't hear a word she says. But then he turns around and regurgitates the same thing to her, you know, after they have that conversation. Again, I, I after like After he tells her that she probably is one of the best archers in the world. Did you see her face? Yeah, she was like... She was like, she was like did, 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 he really just, <laughs> did he really just say that to me? Oh! <gasps> Yeah. And then he said, so I, I, I like that. Scene. Yeah, that was awesome. I, yeah, I, because it's like, I was kind of wondering, I was like, wait, how'd they get in the subway car? Because they were just outside. Did someone let them in? Or, I mean, they probably stopped at a station, just kind of swung on in and sat down. I mean, it's New York. They New Yorkers probably won't, they probably would have looked at like, oh, okay, what are they doing here? Okay. That's, I mean, this is the city that had Chitari flying through it knocking down buildings and shutting shit down so you know two yeah and now there's kinda... a now there's a 20-foot arrow in the middle of a bridge yeah. right <laughs> it's probably, it's probably something like day. who's gonna clean this up hey you know what they probably have a special fund for that they have to think about all the stuff that happened there they have Insurance. to i really feel like our real life new york probably has an emergency fund just in case some shit like that pops off <laughs> like you know what we know that superheroes and all this stuff aren't real but just in case let's put a little money to the side because think about it every disaster movie ever where do the disasters start new yep. york when the aliens attack where did they attack first is it going to be washington dc or new york one of the two so, yep, what always yeah, gets they, destroyed they gotta, statue of liberty they got a slush fund somewhere for that. <laughs> they do. They have to at this point. But yeah, so right around this scene, the, the car chase scene when they're doing that. And like I said, she's showing off her skills and she's still being talky. Kind of like, you know, Anthony, you had the uh, Spider-Man comparison in the last episode. So she was kind of like Peter Parker in this, like, okay, she's over talking because she's nervous, but she was doing what she was supposed to do. And so that's when I was like, okay, maybe her character isn't as bad and then like later on in the episode she starts talking again and she's going a mile a minute she's doing this thing and then clint picks up his he picks up his hearing aid mm -hmm. and puts it in his ear she was like was that out the whole time and he just looks at her like i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> i was like okay so yeah i'm starting to like their dynamic a little bit more also because i think clint also realizes that She's kind of in over her head. Like two days ago, she was a regular college student who was being reprimanded because she destroyed a clock tower. And now she's got like mafia type people gunning for her. And this is not something she expected. So I think, I think there's a little bit like where she was way up here in the first two episodes and he was kind of way down here. I think they're starting to kind of sort of meet in the middle a little bit as far as how they interact with each other and also their level of, okay, you know what? Let me put myself in, in her shoes for a minute or let me put myself in his shoes for a minute and just kind of 
make it so this isn't so hard. Look, let's get whatever this is done so I can go back to my life and he can go back to his life and, you know, that sort of thing. Her drawing the, the Hawkeye suit was cute, but I was like, how'd she draw that so fast? Like, is she a good artist too? Is she just perfect at everything? Is that what we are? I mean, it's a great throwback to the classic suit that he always wore in the comics too. Like with the cat mm-hmm. eyes and all that other stuff. But I agree with him. Laura would divorce him if he wore that suit. Because mm-hmm. right. I, can, I can see her right now. She's like, honey, no. Or better yet, can you imagine the kids ribbing him about that suit? Like really dad with the eyes, like the mask. Yeah, I can don't, you think see it. don't you think it's a bit much? Yeah. But well, you, you have to understand that the comic book, Clint, he started out in a circus. So it was sort of put together from a circus costume. I think I do remember the same thing. Yeah. And, and he also was a little bit of a thief, too. So yeah, so that was a, that was a good throw. I actually like that. The other thing is, because I'm a nerd, is that in that scene and one scene before, if you look at her, the way that they shot her, her hair is exactly the way it is in the comic book, which I, was, I sort of had to geek out more because she was known for that hairstyle. Uh, the other thing is, I don't know if you guys mentioned it, but last, um, the second episode, the opening credits was basically all David Aja artwork. Nice. It, yeah, it I was think it's beautiful. I love the opening credit. Like this is this show has one of the best opening credit sequences um, that I've seen. I love it. Well, if you look at it, every single credit that we've seen is taken from a certain Hawkeye comic book cover uh, font style run. So, like, this one is from uh, a series. Last week was David Aja and them. Yeah, so they're they're taking the covers and the colors and they're putting them into the opener, which I thought was actually kind of cool. Yeah. The only thing I don't like about that is um, just seeing some of the stuff on social media from what I understand. And I know this is, like, a big thing with Marvel and comic uh, creators in general. I don't think the comic, uh, the the original comic creators and illustrators for those issues i don't think they're being credited for their work uh that's being used in this uh show yeah and for the marketing campaign so i I do have a problem with that but that's that's a whole other conversation um but it is it is beautiful artwork and like i said it's one of the best opening they have some of the best opening sequences on the shows that i've seen so far so yeah there's that um let's see what else is a good thing they call you hawk eye instead of hawk ear hawk ear yes <laughs> <laughs> i laughed my ass off at that i i was just like and then his laugh he has one of the funny like he has a weird laugh but it's funny so he was like <laughs> yeah yeah whatever <laughs> i think it's cute um awesome. we got to see a little bit more uh pizza dog or whatever his name is. I know his the name dog is Lucky. Of pizza. He, yes, the dog of pizza. He's not lucky yet. So I'm still going to call him Pizza Dog from the last episode. So we did get to see a little bit more of him. Um, so tell uh, me. Uh, hold on. Before uh, I, I, I had to take a moment because I just realized the boy's name was Nathaniel, named after mm-hmm. Natalie. Did they mention that in Age of Ultron? Because she was yes. pregnant in Age of Ultron. Okay. I yes, couldn't remember. Um, because his name is actually Daniel Pietro. Okay. He's named after Nat and after Pietro. Okay. I wouldn't So, say. yeah, they showed it. Um, I think it was at the end of Age of Ultron. They were doing a video chat and they had his name on the shirt and Nat was looking at him. She was like, fat. Because he was a little fat baby. 
So yeah, mm-hmm. they mentioned <laughs> it. So um, because Nat. I think when they thought she was going to be a girl, she was supposed to be named after Natalie. Because that's that's like one of my favorite scenes from that movie when um because I don't think people pay attention to it. You know, I mentioned in the last episode we were talking about um the healthy relationship between Clint and his wife and you know how Natasha and Laura were also friends and stuff. There's the point where after Clint greets her, you know, after he's brought the Avengers home and the kids are coming to Clint, one of them, I'm not sure which one, it was either Natalie or it was Laura when they approach each other, one of them says to the other, I missed you. I really missed you. And I was like, oh, that's so sweet. And then that's when Nat, Nat was like, so how's the, you know, how's little, um, I don't, I don't remember if they were going to call her Natalie too. And she was like, uh, she, she's a he. And that's when she bent down. She was like traitor, you know, but cute moment. So yeah, we yeah. did see that he was named after her in, um, Age of Ultron. So, um, let's see i guess the only thing really left in this episode is um you know him telling her a little bit about ronan i think they were walking in the park and she was talking about the tension between kazi and maya and so she was asking him about tracksuit mafia and so he told her a little bit and i was like okay this is where you kind of start to see the dynamic shift between them because now instead of her being an annoying kid and him treating her like an annoying kid she's asking you know a serious question and he was like at first he wasn't going to tell her and then he starts to tell her and she actually listens to him so I was like okay she's paying attention like she's no she's knowing like okay we're in some deep stuff and until we get this done I can't go back to my life you can't go home let's get this you know let's get this fixed she was like and then she starts talking about the fact that she was focused on Jack and Armand and then she was like well do you think one has to do with the other because of course they were at an illegal auction and you know, he says something about the fact that, you know, it's weird or it's kind of strange to think about things floating around from the Avengers compound out there. Like we know that there's a watch that was important to whoever burst through at the black market auction. So if the watch is that important, what else is there that hasn't been secured? And excuse me, why is that watch floating around anyway? I would think that, well, maybe not shield, but even sword would have gone in and taken all of that stuff at this point. Somebody should have gotten it. I just, I don't know. Even going back to the other shows like the WandaVisions and whatever, I don't see director Dick letting all of the Avengers compound stuff just float around, right? right? No, not at all. Unless it benefits them some way. I think maybe they thought it was they thought it was all destroyed. Like it was all unless wrecked. somehow it benefits him. And then you know how hard it was how hard it would have been for people to go back there considering that's where Tony Stark died. I'm sure none of these guys wanted to go back there. All right, I'll excuse it. Because I'm just like, I don't, I don't know. I mean, they went and stole Vision's body. So if if they can go and steal that, y'all could have, I don't know. Something about that watch being out there and even Ronan stuff just kind of being out there to where people were actually able to grab it without it being like, I, I don't know. I mean, then, it could, again, then again, maybe they got the important stuff. Like maybe they got the things 
like all of Tony's stuff they probably got, Bruce's stuff they probably got. Like, who cares about some $2 million watch that Tony wore? Well, I mean, mean, if it's Tony's watch, that $2 million watch might be more than just a $2 million watch. Think about it. I I don't know. And then a, a sword and a ninja suit. Yeah. But I mean, because wasn't one of Tony's watches one of the ways that he suited up? Like, you know, yeah, it was, he had a, it was all these a Civil War. Upgrades. Yeah. yeah it was. Okay. So, yeah, you don't just leave that kind of stuff floating around. But I guess we'll find out more about it because, I mean, it was obviously important for a reason. Also, it's kind of, it's kind of a throwback um, to um, Spider Man Homecoming and The Vulture. Adrian Toomes, like how he his his whole his whole business model was going back in was was like doing as just after the first after the Chitauri invasion, he went back and scavenged and found things that he that he sold like on the right. black market right. and all this other stuff too. So it's kind of a throwback to that too. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I'm just thinking, you know, with it being Avengers compound and with it being Tony stuff, I would think yeah. that especially like maybe and and of course she could have been grief stricken you would think that pepper would be a little bit more meticulous about finding things of his that might be missing but again we don't know what we don't know who the watch belongs to so we don't know exactly how important it is or why they want it in the first place i think mike is onto something because what tombs was doing he was cleaning up but as he was cleaning up, he was swiping things. So it's possible that people mm-hmm. were cleaning up that area okay. and taking the little things mm-hmm. if they could. Okay. But you know, I mean, every everybody was everybody was kind of busy market. with their own thing. Like at first, it's like you know, Pepper's grieving, Cap's worried about going back in time, trying to get with Peggy again, and it's like everybody kind of had their thing going on. So it's like nobody was really thinking about that. Right. Yeah, except the people that are in there cleaning it up and they see, oh, look. Exactly. And but no one's really paying attention to them. So they're like, you know, I'm just going to slide this into my bag and nobody's going to really see me. And just just like how the firefighters stole the rodents. Exactly. In the midst of a fire. Oh, he can go large. The same way. Right. Grills, baby. So the final scene is of them sneaking into Eleanor Bishop's penthouse and, you know, trying to find some information on the tracksuit mafia and trying to figure out who the big boss is that they're working for. And of course, while Kate is doing that, you hear somebody come into the the penthouse. And obviously I think Clint hears it too, because again, he has his hearing aid in. So he kind of walks slowly through the foyer and comes into contact. Was that his own sword? Was that the Ronin sword that Jack? Yep, was that was holding? the Ronin sword. So mm-hmm. you know he comes in and the Ronin sword is at his throat and it's Jack holding the sword at Clint. And I was just like, okay, this is going to be interesting. And then of course the show goes off, but I'm, I think they're moving this story kind of fast. You know, we talked about it last episode. There's only six episodes to this show. We're already halfway through now. Mm-hmm. We've only got three more episodes three more. to go. And so that means, you know, we've got at least two episodes that's going to have post-credit scenes, at, hopefully. Right. But, um, or you maybe- know the last one's going to We still don't have Yelena. Yep, Yelena's got to show up. I need, y'all, I, I need her to show up, like, next episode. I, I need to see my girl. But I don't quite want her to fight Kate anymore. 
because <laughs> Kate, like I said, Kate's not that she's not that irritating to me now. So I don't want Yelena to like just whoop her ass. I do want to see what that dynamic would be. You know, I mean, it literally would be like Natasha and Clint 2.0. So yeah, I'm I'm curious to see what that dynamic would be like. But yes, go ahead and bring Yelena into all of this. Yes. And I do kind of want to see this uh, notorious uncle. I just want to get a glimpse of his face. Notorious F-I-S-K. Uncle Wilson. I just, I can't wait. I really want to see it because I think that because of what D'Onofrio posted on Twitter about the show and then everybody was like, did he post? I mean, what did he post? No, he just posted like, oh, it was it was something kind of off the cuff, but oh, it was okay. he he well, he wasn't saying guess who's going to be on the show. He he was just saying oh, it's going to be a good show, but it's like oh, it was that's, just, that's it was usually just, a dead giveaway. It, it, yeah, it was different with guess who's going to be in the last episode. Yeah, like okay, yeah. that's why just hurry up. Okay, there there's a okay. scene in in Daredevil where he's going up against Deborah Walsh's character, Karen Page, and they're in this uh, area, and he gets where he's not going to snap, and then all of a sudden he snaps and he almost kills her, but he stops himself. Pure Wilson Fisk. I'm not going to say the other name. It was beautiful. Okay, so let me tell you, I didn't finish watching that show like I I only got a few episodes in like I really need to go and and watch the Netflix Marvel shows because I just like Luke Cage I only did the first season I recently I know I know I I know I know I'm gonna go and and catch up it's just there was a lot going on (laughs) and um I just recently watched the first season of the Punisher so I only got a few episodes into Daredevil. And I think the last episode that I watched was when he smashed the the guy's head in his limo. I think that was like maybe Mm. episode three or four. But I was looking at that because when you see him through those first few episodes, he's very smooth. He's very calm, very quiet. And then you see this scene where he gets enraged and he literally makes crushed watermelon out of this guy's head. And I was just like, he decapitates the guy with the limo door. Yeah, yes. Yeah. I was, yeah. And, and he's he, pretty much he, like he that is, the whole He's series. perfect. <laughs> he's, I mean, he's perfect in he has those pretty much everything of, he does anyway. So, yeah. He posted on Twitter, he posted, this is going to be fun. I love these <laughs> Okay. Dripping okay. with... That was definitely his voice that we heard That's... laughing then in this episode. Definitely. It's just, it's just dripping with, I'm going to be on there, but I'm not going to say I'm on there because Kevin Feige would actually kill me. Literally. Yeah, but uh, yeah, but no, if you get a chance, go back and watch those Netflix Marvel series, especially the, the, the eight-part Defenders that they did together. Uh, and Jessica okay, Jones yeah. is also excellent. When Hellcat finally shows up, oh my god, it's so good. Yeah, I think I watched I watched a few episodes of Jessica Jones too, but I didn't get through that first season either. So yeah, I need David, to go back and watch it. But it's just there's so much good stuff. I know, but you need to see David Tennant as the Purple Man. Oh, I saw one episode. I think I saw the reveal episode of him, and I oh, was yeah. like, oh yeah, it was badass. I was oh. looking at the episode like. I still feel robbed that I didn't get my Misty Knight series. You, you and me both. It was gonna be because she she finally got her got her bionic arm from Rand Industries, and it was like perfectly set up. I was like, this is gonna be you awesome. Know, 
Yeah, my, my husband says I have a problem because I actually cheered when they cut her arm off. I was like, yes, she lost her arm. He's like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> well, I mean, she was supposed to lose her arm. That's not really... I know, why was she happening if I did? I, I totally get that. I would have cheered. Yeah, I think yeah. I cheered a little bit, too. I was yeah. like, are they going to cut her arm off? Oh, they cut her arm Oh, cool, they cut her arm off. Like, but, wait, the, but... In stark contrast to watching Captain Marvel waiting for something to happen to Nick Fury's eye. Hey, it was a fork and scratch. That's different. That's story. a whole different story. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. See, my, my husband collects Nick Fury stuff, and let's just say he was not happy. Let's just say at the end of that movie, he was. Not I don't think happy. anybody was it. I mean, I was. I it, it was a kind of a letdown for me too. I was like, well, why? Because I, I could tell the way he was holding him, like in the in the spaceship, he was holding him like right there at his eye, and I was right, like, yeah. are they going to have him scratch his eye? Like, are you kidding me? Like, really? It, like, uh, it was not the best movie. I will say that I've only watched it like one and a half times. Same. I watched like three times. It's it's in, it's it's in it's in midsection for me. It's it's it's. It, it was missing something, but uh, getting getting back to to the Hawkeye thing, um, I think that the mother and the fiance, I think that they're involved with something a lot deeper than we we currently see. I think that the mother might possibly be a criminal. Uh, definitely, the fiance is up to something, especially when his uncle said, "You know, you don't have you know X amount of money to buy what you're trying to buy." I think that the the mother possibly did kill the father and the shatari just showed up and it covered it up um i believe that kate once she really gets into really sitting and taking and looking at the company she's going to find a lot of weird stuff going on um i I just think it was shady but at the same time i think that it, it would be cool i know they won't do it if clint's kids like show up in an episode like help save the day or something like baby you know Hawkeyes and Avengers, that'd be cool. Um, but all in all, I, I really liked this episode. It was a lot better. It was fun. I guess I was watching it while I was working today, so I couldn't really, you know, give it all my attention. So I'm re- kind of rewatching it now, but it, it was not bad. I enjoyed it. I, I love the action. Like I said, that, that car chase scene was just chef's kiss, as Mike says. Yes, it was a great yes. scene. It was, it was um, outstanding. And, and like I said, I'm, yeah. I'm starting to feel a little bit better about Kate's character. I'm not going to say I'm a fan of hers yet, but she doesn't annoy me as much as she did in the first two episodes. And like I said, if you guys go listen to that podcast episode, you can probably make a drinking game out of the number of times that I said that she bothered me. So, yeah, so I, I enjoyed her a little bit better. And if you combine that with with how many times they say bro in, in, Haw- bro. in Hawkeye, then you'll just get entirely shit-faced drunk Then you'll never remember anything else ever again. Um, real quick, shout out to KB Toys making his cameo appearance. And every- I saw that. I was like, oh, look. All the listeners out there, if you're not old enough to remember KB Toys, I'm so sorry because KB Toys was awesome. They were usually in the mall. Yep. Because I remember when my when my boys were little, and I was like, "If y'all are good, we'll go in there and we'll get you something." Mm-hmm. So it's like you had to get make them be good so that you can walk them walk them through KB while you were looking for like for like PlayStation One games. They could go get a car or something, and it's like that was awesome. I'm glad they did a little shout out to that. Plus, it still had plush toys in it. I'm like. 
Okay, when she threw that unicorn at him. (laughs) (laughs) I have expected Deadpool to be like, hey, that's mine. That would have been awesome. That would have been awesome. I would have been pausing my TV and I would have been calling Mike like, do you see this? It would have been it would have been equivalent to Howard the Duck showing up in what if. Basically, (laughs) yeah. Speaking of what if, another shout out. Shout out to the USB arrow making this cameo appearance as well. Yes, that was was the arrow. That was the arrow. I was like, I knew exactly what arrow it was. It's why would you have a USB arrow? What am I gonna shoot with this? I was like, uh, like, where's Ultra? It took me a minute because I was like. Where have I seen that before? Like it didn't click because I wasn't thinking animated series, which is yeah. Weird. I was going to bring that up. I was, yeah, yeah, which is weird considering that the fact perfect. that I was, that was looking like... at him. But I was like, did oh, he just give her like, what is she gonna do? Like the arrow is gone now, right? So I mean, yeah. they probably can't do anything with it anyway. He's probably like, why the hell do I have this? <laughs> So that that's something funny, that's something Watu just kind of snuck into this. I know. I, I expect to see the watcher like looking over the bridge, like looking around the trade center, like, got it. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> the, the only the only arrow that they didn't pull out, which I would have loved to have seen it have done, is that uh on DC side, Green Arrow has a punching bag arrow which is basically a box oh, yeah, the boxing glove, glove arrow that would have been i would have loved to see that i think there, i think there's actually one in the dead deadpool and hawkeye did a crossover i think that he actually had one like that right mm. yes yeah i think okay. you're right too okay. yeah but i i love trick arrow so i was up to i was there okay they got this one click this one got that one yeah i was marking them off because i was like oh this is that awesome. was so much fun i was like you know we see all the serious stuff I never expected to see a little purple bubbly arrow just kind of explode and be over there. I was like, where did that come from? And why? <laughs> like, I'm noticing a lot of purple in the series. There's Not a lot see. of purple. Let's... That's his color. Okay. Yeah. <sighs> I enjoyed this episode. Yeah. So, um, again, only three episodes left already. It's like, didn't this thing just start? It's only six episodes. Only six episodes. Yeah, only six oh. episodes. Well, see, that, that's because they put they did the first two together. Like if they would just done one episode, then we would have been a little bit more spaced out. But yeah. now it's now we basically have five instead of six, basically. So, so basically, they're getting shorter. The series are getting shorter. Well, let me see. Um, Not necessarily, because yeah, because Loki was what eight episodes. What if was nine? Falcon and the Winter Soldier was about six. Six. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. so, yeah. Okay. It just seems like it was longer. But like you said, they put two out, so. Yeah. So at this yeah. rate, we'll be done with this series right before Christmas, mm. which mm-hmm. means that we'll have another lull because, uh, well, let's see. Mm. Nothing's really coming out. On Di- Yeah, on Disney Plus. Uh, yeah, I don't know when the next series is. We'll, we'll have that information before we record the next show. But yeah, so any final thoughts on Hawkeye Episode 3? Um, I, th- I think it's pretty good. The show is called Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying not to look at it as like an origin story for the next Hawkeye, which would be Kate. Mm-hmm. And it sort of kind of feels like that. And I know Mike talked about her relationship to the Young Avengers. Like maybe she'll be the one who will be the leader. So this would be like like her education mm-hmm. in becoming, you know, a, a different person. 
Right. Not a different person, but a more mature Kate who will mm-hmm. be able to, to run a group. Right. Yeah. I hope so, because Elijah isn't, isn't going to put up with her being a brat. I'm just saying. Well, we don't know how he's yeah. going to be. We well, we, well, we saw a little bit of his yeah, snarkiness, yeah. And, <laughs> and I was gonna say that's the boy that was raised little, by Isaiah Bradley. We, we he's saw a little bit. He, he's not, right? But, you know, he's he's not gonna be in the shape to leave. We're getting ahead of ourselves with Young Avengers because Wanda still hasn't gotten her sons back yet. So Wait a second, kind of you're up. saying we're getting ahead of ourselves? <laughs> Is that I'm did just, you literally I'm say literally, that? I'm literally stating facts because Wanda's two sons are not back yet and they're integral members of the Young Avengers. Mm-hmm. So okay. we have to wait until at least after Multiverse of Madness. Minimum. I can't believe you're trying to be the voice, the voice of reason. reason. That's me. Yeah. Really. And, and we, it and happens we every Cassie now and then. Too. We also need Cassie too. That's true. So. We need stature. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. And Quantumania right. is coming out next year, right? <laughs> yes. Okay, so it may be a little bit sooner rather than later. But yeah, I, I think Mike is good to, you know, tell us to kind of, we have to be patient. Because other than that, we, we're going to we sit here we, like, oh my God, when is this going to come out? And they're doing this. Yeah, we're going to be. Well, we know Miss Marvel is coming. We know Riri is coming. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> true. Everybody's, they've been confirmed. So Mike, really? Right. <laughs> okay, they've been, confirmed, they've been confirmed, but. But Wiccan and Speed aren't back yet. So it's like, what are you going to do? Yeah. It's now, like- I will say this. This episode did get me excited to see whatever they're going to do with the Echo series. Because mm-hmm. Echo's going to be, that's going to be a yeah. badass series. Just mm-hmm. seeing her mm-hmm. little, her origin story. And, and we only got a little bit of it. So again, I don't know what they're going to do with the series. I haven't heard anything about a premise. But I'm sure they're probably keeping that under wraps because it will probably have to do with uh, something with whatever happens in this series. But I'm excited to see it. Like I said, I had never even heard of that character up until they announced the show. And then for her to like immediately come into this series and she, she's only been in this episode for, she was half, pretty much half this episode and like a few seconds in the last episode. And she already has a very huge presence in this world. So I'm really excited to see. I, I think it, I, I know they're not talking about it, but I think it's going to be a weird blend of Daredevil and Elektra. I think it's going to be along those lines. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. Okay. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they, because they've already said they're they're bringing back Daredevil. Like they're gonna try to do their that's already that's already out there that they're getting ready to bring that back. It's like, but Echo definitely has. I mean, like like we've established, there's definitely a link to Kingpin in there. So it's like you kind of have to figure out like what steps they're gonna take or how how they're gonna balance that out. Mm-hmm. So I can't wait to see it. Like I can't wait to see when Kingpin steps out or because it's just even if it's I just I just want to see it so badly. See this. This is this is me being patient, my brother. Patience. I'm getting ahead of myself on this. I'm over my skis, Anthony. It's too late. I am way over my skis on this. Is I'm way beyond help. I can't be helped. I'm sorry. Patience. Nope. Patience. Give me. (laughs) Yeah, I'm excited to see. I'm ready to see him appear. Because I'm sorry. That that was his voice. We know it's coming, so I'm I'm ready to see. I'm not I'm not gonna overhype myself because it could There's be that no we just heard. Well, I know, but here's the thing: I don't want to really get 
too excited because it could be that we heard his voice in this episode and we may not see him again until the echo show comes out I, and anthony for those of y'all who are only listening and not watching this anthony <laughs> sitting here with his cup of tea like Mm-mm, it ain't gonna happen <laughs> it ain't gonna happen you'll it's see happy, he'll, be in, he'll be in echo you won't see him in this series mm. We, we can got three have, episodes or if we see okay. him, well, that's it's probably going to be in the end credits. Of that the could, that could be a possibility. That's fine. Yeah. That's all I need. I'll take that. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not expecting him to show up and start fighting Clint. I mean, yeah, no, yeah. I'm not expecting that. But an end credit scene will be okay. End credit scene would be outstanding. Okay. There's someone calling him for Echo because Echo can't obviously use the phone because she's deaf. Right. So you have Kazi calling him because also. I'm wondering if they're going to give, because in the comics, if I'm not mistaken, Kazi is usually has clown makeup on. Yeah, you said that in the last episode. Mm-hmm. But he's just been kind of like straight laced and a cutie, according to Kate, too, because Kate's kind of like looking at him with lustful eyes, too. Well, maybe this is his origin story as well. This is him before the clown makeup comes. Maybe. Maybe he got damaged or maybe something happened during that car scene or something's going to happen to him. In this, and he's he, gonna pull he fell, a whole jack. He fell into he fell into a vat of acid. <laughs> I see, see, great minds. That's where I was going with this. Or, or maybe, maybe his face got face got smashed up like your boy, like your boy Jigsaw. Mm. Like, there are lots of origin stories that can happen, you know. Yeah. Or maybe maybe he's such a clown that Kingpin got a tattoo gun and just tattooed permanently tattooed a clown face on him. Since you want to be a clown, I'm gonna make you a clown. And on that note. <laughs> That's it for our show. <laughs> you can find us online at www.fandomhybrid.com. We are on social media on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Phantom Hybrid. You can listen to the Phantom Hybrid podcast on all major podcast streaming platforms. Thanks for listening. We hope you join the conversation next time. <laughs>